All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics roll the Atlanta Hawks 134-125. This was a very high-scoring game, very little defense played. Uh, we're going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. But before we dive into all of that, gotta say, DraftKings, for all of you assholes out there, DraftKings is officially live in Massachusetts, and they are throwing out some crazy like prop bets to start today's game. Uh, I bet $50 on the Celtics to score a single point, one point. And it was double your action. So bet 50, won 100. Max bet was $50. But if they're giving you a, a single point, take it. Take it and run with it. Beautiful, beautiful game for the Celtics in this one offensively. Uh, but to get things started, want to give player of the game uh, to Jason Tatum today. This is, a good, this is a good performance from him overall. But we saw really solid performances from almost everybody in this game. Uh, Jason Tatum kind of led the charge, especially on the scoring end. 34 points, 15 rebounds. The guy was an absolute beast on the boards. Uh, also had six assists. So you talk about a guy coming in and leading the team in scoring, leading the team in rebounding, one assist shy of the team lead in assists. The guy was super efficient today. 12 of 25 from the field, uh, 5 of 14 from three. So that number, not particularly uh, very good, but 12 of 25 overall, much better when he was attacking the rim. Uh, did get to the line six times, five of six from the line. Overall solid game from Jason Tatum. Uh, his running mate, I think, was almost just as impressive. I thought this was a really, really solid game for Jalen Brown, and it wasn't a game where he was shooting a ton of threes. He was one of five from three. Uh, so honestly, kind of a shot chart that I like to see a little bit more than what we saw with Tatum. Uh, end of the night, 24 points, five rebounds, seven assists, tied with Derek White for the team lead and assists. Uh, but it wasn't just it wasn't just the assists that I liked about Jalen Brown's game today. It was how aggressive he was all night long. All season we have you know preached ball and player movement. And this was, Jalen Brown was the epitome of both of those today. There were so many possessions where he is just hitting guys with a backdoor cut. Whether it be guys like Trey Young defending him, who's a horrible defender. Uh, Jalen Brown was cutting all night long, and it led to a lot of wide open layups. You take away his one of five from three, he was nine of 13 from the field, or nine of 13 from two. So this was a really solid game from Jalen Brown, and I thought a lot of the rim reads that he had today were really solid. This wasn't a game where he went out and forced a ton of shots. There Were there one or two? Absolutely. There were less four shots from him than there were from Jason Tatum. Not, not complaining about it. However, Jalen Brown today, I thought, as far as rim reads go, this was one of the best games that we've seen him play. Like, as soon as he got into the lane... He either went up with it or found guys. And it was always the right decision. 
So really impressed with Jalen Brown kind of switching up the game that he's played uh, as of late, which is good to see. Uh, we also saw really good performances from Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Both of them contributed 18 points in this one today. Derek White, super efficient, seven of, seven of 10 from the field, two of four from three. Also, again, tied with Jalen Brown for the team lead and assists with seven. Uh, was a plus nine and the plus minus. Derek White was just over and over making the right plays. I feel like I say this every single game for this guy. He is just so damn impressive. So impressive. Uh, and then Malcolm Brogdon, right up there with him. You know, 18 points, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, uh, eight of 12 from the field. Like both of these guys coming in, playing big minutes. We'll talk about Marcus Smart. Uh, he did get ejected in this game, and it wasn't a really good game from him overall. However, we finally saw uh, the Celtics kind of close with Derek White, which I feel like a lot of people, myself included, have been been asking for. Right, The Celtics have opted to roll with Brogdon, to roll with Al, uh, or to roll with Time Lord in certain circumstances. And Derek White, after playing as well as he has for the majority of this season, it's kind of been moved to the bench in those closing minutes. And tonight he got to close because Marcus Mark got ejected and he played really well down the stretch, really well down the stretch, couple nice drives, couple nice finishes floater in the lane. Uh, this is what you want. This is what you want from Derek white. Uh, same thing with Malcolm Brogdon thought he was really solid overall today. Second, second high in plus minus with a plus 10 for him. Uh, so you got really good contributions off the bench in this one. Uh, this was a true eight-man rotation. Blake Griffin played 15 minutes, Hauser 21, Brogdon 25. Those are the only three guys that played off the bench. Uh, but honestly, you didn't have a ton of guys that went out and played a lot of minutes. Even with Robert Williams not playing in this one still, Al Horford, 33 minutes. Like to see that number go down a little bit. Uh, but he was really good out there. Al Horford, nine points, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, two blocks, one of which was on Jalen Johnson late in the game and was huge. Absolutely monster block. The Hawks went on a run. Al Horford blocks Johnson at the rim. Tatum gets the rebound, leaks out to Malcolm Brogdon. Easy dunk. Right, Al Horford came up huge, and that was to go up 131-123. So that was a six-point game at the time of that block. If that shot went in, now it's a four-point game, and instead we get it back up to eight. So Al Horford came up huge, huge. He also hit a huge corner three for Marcus Smart to go up eight, uh, you know, a minute or two before that block. So Al Horford, once again, the guy is just a legend. At 36 years old, this guy is doing absolutely everything for the Celtics, everything, and just proving that he's worth the salary that we're giving him. Like We signed him to an extension. He is well worth it at this point. So really solid performance overall from him. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you talk about the starting lineup there. All of them played pretty well. Marcus Smart, we'll talk about him in the second half, wasn't a, wasn't a great performance overall. Uh, but outside of that, you had really good bench performances. We talked about Brogdon already. We saw 21 minutes from Hauser, and the guy just went out and lit it up. 12 points on four or five from three. 
right? Two rebounds. This guy is just going out and his shot is falling again. He looks like he's back. And this is the wing player the Celtics desperately need. We've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, We've talked about it when the buyout market was kind of in the, the midst of happening. And it's just, it's being filled by Sam Hauser at this point. The Celtics have really needed to rely heavily on their guard rotation with Brogdon, White, and Smart. Uh, but having a guy like Hauser that can go in there and not necessarily defend at a high level, but go out there and just hit shots is what you need. Hauser, and, and honestly, I, I know I say defend at a high level. Hauser's going out there and he's not really getting bullied. Tonight he got bullied a couple times from DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, but those guys do it to a lot of people. Sam Hauser has held his ground uh, a lot of this season. So pretty proud of the way he's you know put forth an effort as of late, but tonight really good performance. Four or five from three is exactly what you need. And then we got really good minutes from Blake Griffin as well. This is, it, it's a little mind boggling to me because we've seen a lot of different rotations uh, over the last two months, right? We've seen, Mike Muscala, as soon as he came in, came in, played a big role, hit a bunch of shots, looked good, and then that just fell apart. We've seen Grant Williams, and we know, like, everyone knows what you're going to get from Grant Williams. Really good defender, can shoot the three. This year, he's struggled, right? He's still going to be a guy that I would fully expect to make a pretty big impact come the playoffs. If he doesn't play well, I don't think the Celtics win a championship. I know that might seem a little outlandish, but Grant Williams is a very important piece to this team, regardless of him losing the game the other day, regardless of what most people might feel about him. Grant Williams is a big piece, and he went two full seasons without a DNPCD, and this is the second time it's happened in a matter of weeks. So... It's a little mind-boggling. I'm just trying to figure out what the actual rotation is going to be for the Celtics team. And Blake Griffin has gotten the minutes the last couple of games, but he's looked really good. Eight points, five rebounds, assist, a steal, a block, uh, all in 15 minutes. Three offensive rebounds. The guy is just an energy machine. And it is so clear that everybody on this team is just infatuated with the guy everyone loves him and it's kind of hard not to brings a ton of energy he's always on the floor diving for loose balls regardless of being one of the older guys on the team Uh, it's just really hard not to like the guy Uh, and if he's getting a little bit more of these you know rotational minutes as long as he's performing i'll take it i still think that we need to see more of grant and muscala I think both of those guys bring a different level of play than what you're currently getting from Grant uh, or from Blake, I mean. But one of the things that Blake does really well, and honestly better than both Grant and Muscala, is he is a much better and willing passer. So he brings a different element than what you're getting from a Grant or a Muscala. But at the same time, you kind of need someone that stretches the floor at a high level and Grant and Muscala do that. So it's it would be interesting to see what the Celtics kind of opt to do as far as rotations in the next couple of weeks because the season's 
coming to a close. We're wrapping up here, and I feel like we still haven't finalized a rotation. And obviously, it's a little bit harder to do with Robert Williams missing all this time. Uh, but you'd like to see some of these guys get minutes and see where things kind of shake up come playoffs. Uh, but overall for this team, uh, this was one of the better games as far as you know playmaking goes, as far as shot creating goes. Uh, Celtics shot 20-42 from three today, 48%, 47.6%. Uh, and that was the big difference in this game. They talked about it on the broadcast, but this is an Atlanta Hawks team that despite having Trey Young, who I think is just blatantly like overrated for a three-point shooter, his three-point percentage is abysmal. Uh, but this Atlanta Hawks team is not a very good three-point shooting team. And they're a very good two-point shooting team. With that being said, their defense is absolutely atrocious. And the Celtics did not play well in the defensive end. We'll talk about that in the second half. But they did everything in the offensive end. We won this game because of the three-point shooting. Again, 20 of 42, 47.6%. The Atlanta Hawks were 10 of 34, 29%. There's a huge difference. There's 30 extra points going to the Celtics strictly from threes. It's really hard, really hard to win a game like that. I'll give the Hawks a lot of credit as far as points go. They scored 70 points in the paint. The Celtics, not far behind at 62. A lot of that because Jalen Brown was super aggressive. So give credit where credit's due. The Hawks came out. They put on a, a clinic on the offensive end. This is a great offensive game. But their three-point shooting was terrible in this one. Absolutely terrible. Uh, and the Celtics took advantage of it. And that right there was the difference in this game. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the negatives here. Listen, obviously scoring 134 points, it's nice. It's nice seeing. So this is, however, after going out there and, and losing a couple games uh, because the defense kind of collapsed at some point, uh, losing some of these games because we let teams out-rebound us down the stretch. Both of those became issues today, and I want to talk about that. Uh, before we dive into some of the negatives here, I want to take a quick break for words from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. 
Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimmis with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And to make this even sweeter, for all of you massholes out there, DraftKings is officially live in Massachusetts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, We're going to dive into the negatives here, though. And to get things started, it is hard to talk about this game uh, and the negatives without starting with Marcus Smart. Uh, Because this is another game that Marcus Smart really didn't show up. And it's frustrating because he was playing so well at the beginning of the season. So well. And it made everybody get off his back, did not talk about the whole Brogdon or White starting over him because he was playing at such a high level. And it stopped. After his injury, he has been saying not good isn't even doing it justice. He hasn't, he's been bad. Like he has been bad since coming back from his injury. He had 11 points tonight, six assists. However, four of 12 from the field. Uh, and Trey uncooked him a couple times. On top of that, he let his emotions get the best of him, threw Trey Young to the ground, got ejected, probably going to get suspended. That would be my guess, right? You cannot throw someone to the ground, regardless of the fact that Trey Young may have kicked him in the, you know, the groin area. You can't let your emotions get the best of you, and he did. And it's just another performance where Marcus Smart just did not look good. Sure, he made a couple solid defensive plays. He was three of six from three, which is great. Like You'll take that every day of the week. However, there are still issues that Marcus Smart is trying to work through, and I don't like, and I've talked about it before, I don't like, even at the very first possession of the game, Jason Tatum is the one bringing the ball up. Immediately after the tip, Marcus Smart already down the court. Marcus Smart in that starting lineup needs to be the facilitator. He needs to be the one judging the pace he needs to be the one starting the like the ball movement he is where everything should flow through in the beginning of the game and that's not what we saw tonight and that's really why marcus smart has digressed since his injury i don't know if he's just not right physically but he's not playing the same way that he was early on in this season and it's hurting the celtics so having him get ejected and then having Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon go in, it really changed the tide of the game. And the Celtics played a lot better after that. And I'm not saying that Marcus Smart should be taken out of the starting lineup. I'm not saying that Marcus Smart should be sat and more minutes should go towards Brogdon or White. I don't necessarily think that's true yet. 
But Marcus Smart needs to get back to the way he was playing early on in this season because the Celtics team operates at a completely different level when he's the one that dictates pace, when he's the one that creates the offense. Uh, it just it flows better. It's the way that the Celtics need to play. Uh, and right now we're not doing it, and it's frustrating. But at this point, the only other the only other negatives that you can really take from this game is the fact that the interior defense was just abysmal in this one. And it led to a couple different things. It led to all of the points in the paint, which we already talked about, but it also led to the offensive rebounding, which was a huge, huge issue in this game. And we've talked about it in the past. The offensive rebounding down the stretch has been an issue. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that we decide to go with a two guard lineup to close Right. So we're sacrificing size a little bit to get offense and it's kind of hurting us on the boards. And it's happened the last, I don't know, four week stretch, even leading prior to the all-star break. It was an issue down the stretch. But as of like the last week, it's been a real issue. The Celtics have gone small and, you know, some would call it their best five lineup primarily with you know Rob being hurt like they've went with the best five lineup and they've gone with a two guard lineup with JB and Tatum and then Horford right and they've sacrificed size and it's hurt us on the boards and we're giving a lot of second chance points to other teams so that to me was a huge issue in this one uh, we gave up way too many offensive rebounds to this Hawks team they're a solid rebounding team but we gave up 13 offensive rebounds uh, obviously, anytime you've got a team with you know John Collins, Clint Capella, you're going to have you know offensive rebounds out there. Clint Capella had four, right? We actually held John Collins to zero in this one, but then you got a Kongwu with five in just 23 minutes. So he didn't even play a ton of time, but he still got five offensive rebounds, which led to him being a plus 12 and a plus minus also gave him 11 points because he got a lot of second chance opportunities. So this is an issue the Celtics have dealt with and are still dealing with today. So those are some of the negatives to take from today's game. There are still things that the Celtics can do better. One positive that you can take from this, despite the interior defense being an absolute mess, the Celtics offense looked phenomenal. One of the best offensive games we've seen in a while. We ha- we didn't really chuck up a lot of threes. This was very much a game where a lot of our threes were created off of assists. They were from passes. We didn't see a ton of pull-up threes. Jason Tatum, sure, took a couple. Jalen Brown took a couple here and there, right? But for the for the majority, they were all created from assists. And this is when the Celtics offense is at its best. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Really solid win. Uh, this is the second in a row. Right now, the Bucks are actually losing to Golden State late in the third quarter. Uh, so hopefully that kind of closes out and the Celtics get a little bit closer to that one seed, uh, which is going to make our matchup coming up very important. Uh, but if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, 
Boston Celtics game day recap. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Again, still giving away a bunch of CBD stuff once we get to 100 ratings and reviews. So make sure to leave a five-star review, uh, five-star rating, and we'll talk soon. This is going to be – this is the first game of a six-game road stretch. Uh, we took the first win. Got to wrap it up here. Uh, have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?